Well, hello everyone. Welcome to episode 22. It's the ENS Football Podcast coming to you a day later than normal. I hope you're all listening to this sat inside with your hot mug of cocoa after being snowed in, work cancelled. Uh, two people who did drive in there, the shovels out this morning with a barrage of snow. Delighted to welcome Tim Spears and Mr. Matt Wilson. Who? Who? Hi guys. Who? I had to get my shovel out really early because uh, Tony Pulis brought his press conference forward from 9am to 8am just for today. So that was nice. Was, was there was a sprinkling of, of snow on the windscreen? Yeah, there was plenty of snow on the, wind, on the windscreen, but it wasn't actually that cold, so it was alright. It's, it's been a while. I think, um, actually, has he been a... I think he's been a new father since he's been on the show last. Has he? Are you a new father now? Well, I'm a father for the second time. A father yeah. for the second time? How's, how's that been? It's a lot more difficult than I anticipated. <laughs> Everybody who has uh, multiple children all said to me, oh yeah, that's fine if you're having a second. It's just like having the first. It's, a, it's pretty easy. And all those people are liars. It's a lot more difficult with two than it is with one. Why? Because yeah. when you've got one, one of you can sleep. What's, what's the age difference? Relax. Uh, our daughter is two, and Dylan is four weeks. Right. Because we haven't we haven't really got into it, have we? Like, mean Spears, not daddies yet, or well, not that we know of. Somewhere in the world, there might be a mini Spears kicking around. You never know. There could be. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, is it is it worth it? Do you think? I mean, I'm I'm kind of like dabbling at the I say dabbling at the moment. That sounds terrible, dabbling at the moment. But we're thinking about maybe maybe. Hello to Mrs. Judah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> You're dabbling. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, we're just thinking like, do we start trying or not? And I'm thinking, oh well. Of course, it's worth it. Of course, it's worth it. It's, the it's... crying and the pooing and the oh, it's just dreadful. Yeah, and that, that's, that's just, just me. Misses. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh. that's just me. Full on banter. Wow, incredible. Yeah, no, it's definitely worth it. Of course it is, but um, it doesn't feel like it at the moment. <laughs> well, um, moving on, moving on. Oh, actually, I don't want to ask you. There's been a lot of people asking about Projector Watch after your big projector screen, which you got on. When a, you say on one, Day. I know that. You, when you say a lot, I know that you mean one. No, no, no. There's been multiple, 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 pro, multiple projector Florals. Uh, updates. So how's how's the projector working? You got a projector for Christmas? No, I heard. I heard. Okay. Yeah, it's just as, it's as good as it's as good as it, oh well no, I, no I've moved things on a bit in the last week. Oh, oh. moved it to the bedroom. Wow! <laughs> oh. All right, steady on. Um, so my bedroom's. <laughs> have you got? Have you You're got? You're such an idiot. Have you have you got like time crisis on that as well? Can you? Excuse me. You know, when you point a gun at it and and shoot things, can you do that as well? Um, no. Oh. But I haven't tried. I've only got FIFA. I haven't tried kicking a ball at it really. Um, Can you do the golf swing thing? Again, oh. again, no answer to that. Oh. Essentially, essentially. Um, Judah would be in there with baseball, wouldn't he? He'd be it's quite a small. It's quite a small flat. Anyway, yeah, the bedroom's a bit smaller than the living room, so it takes up the entire wall. Um, and uh, I started watching the Lord of the Rings again this week. Cause it's been a few years. Don't know, I don't know why. Lord of the Rings in the bedroom, or was it Lord of the G Strings? Which which version? Terrible banter. <laughs> That's awful. Um, Did you get dressed up? <laughs> no, I was just in bed watching Lord of the Rings. All right. People not, say not, not get, the greatest of stories. People say he gets bullied on this podcast. Maybe I'll contribute to this. But <laughs> anyway, no, yeah, it's, it's gone to another level, to be honest. Um, it's on the, like I said, it takes up the whole wall. It's just brilliant. My whole life, I was just saying on Twitter, all, all of the televisions are rendered pathetic to me now because they're, mm. just, they're just not the same. When you, when you walk into a pub now and you, they've got like a big plasma TV screen, you just laugh at it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to buy four cans of special brew and go home. I was going to say, talking of early pressers, Lambert changed his press conference this week to this morning, Friday morning, at nine o'clock. Villa's press conference, 
Quarter to nine, Friday Ooh. night. Wow. Tactical move, I think, there oh. from, the, from the Wolves gaffer. Smart. Is that why Pulis changed his to 8am? <laughs> oh, they're, they're, all, they're all colluding, right. aren't they? No, he I, just did it to be awkward. Pulis. No, Pulis did it because it's the early kickoff tomorrow. And oh. They've got early training and they're going to go down early. I hate to be the bearer of boring news, but that is exactly why he did it. See, there was no no reason behind Lambert's move given, but it looks suspiciously like mm. me uh, to me that uh, it was a tactical move so that not as many journos would turn up and ask about how much he hates Randy Lerner. Um, a few, a few went down that line, but he literally, literally straight batted everything. D- didn't even entertain talking about his time at Villa, mm. which in fact there was a message at the start of the presser saying, you know, please don't ask any questions about it. But he still got questions. Pretty, still got a couple, but well, yeah, it's pretty but, difficult to talk about a game coming up. No, he did talk about the game, but he still didn't talk about Villa, as in the current Villa. Uh, Mike Taylor from WM asked him, you know, what do you make of Villa's recent form or whatever. And he just wouldn't. He just, he just asked Steve Bruce. And Mike's, <laughs> Mike's was his a, answer. Mike's a um, nice guy, and he's he's not. Yeah, do yeah. Over you know, I, I would have asked the same if he hadn't, because he went before me. You know, it's, mm. it's what you do in the press every week. You ask about the opposition, what you make of them, but he wouldn't even do that. Fair play. He said, um, a nice line for the Wolves fans, he said, Wolves, Wolves fans don't want to hear me talking about any other team. Which I, guess I like is, that, I like that. It's, it's, you know, it's one for the Nationals, it's one for the Villa fans, but as far as Lambert and Wolves go, well, why does he want to talk about his time at Villa? I get it. Great, so um, great. great, busy busy podcast today guys, um, just to just to run, run you through things, um, we'll look back, a quick look back at the FA Cup action, um, obviously wide ranging emotions from the both of you, um, we'll look at January, obviously we're in the middle of January now. Uh, so a couple of players that we think might be ditched or you think should get ditched, why or potentially why they should stay. Um, a couple of players you'd like to see coming in. Uh, we'll have Lambert Watch. Uh, Ricky! Ricky! Um, we will have um, a look forward to the games. Obviously Spurs and West Brom at the weekend. Wolves and Villa. We'll have Massive in. Massive. We'll massive in. It's a good one this week. Is it? Yeah. I thought last week's was, was all time, to be fair. You oh, it's like, oh, probably not as good as that then. Okay. But it's still pretty good. Um, we'll have the quiz and we'll finish off with predictions. So lots to talk about. Um, Matt, I'm going to start with you first because obviously we haven't heard from you for a while. I'm um, sorry to, to, to come in on a, on a disappointing note, um, but obviously West Brom defeat against Derby County. Yeah, it's pretty annoying that I've had to come in after probably the worst um, defeat of the season, apart from maybe the, the last cup game, which was obviously uh, when they got knocked out uh, against League 2 Northampton Town, or League 1, sorry, Northampton Town. It was a real disappointing day. Even though Albion did outplay Derby for the majority of the game, they got stung by two um, two decent strikes. Um, but it's just, I think for a lot of fans, it's just ended their season now. Um, because they're not going to go down. That much is, is, is obvious. Um, and they're probably not going to really... I mean, even though there is talk of the potential of getting into Europe, they're probably not going to do that either. You have to finish... Seventh, and hope that um, the cups also uh, uh, go your way in, in the sense that teams in the top four win the cups, um, which could still happen. But I think Everton, the way that they've strengthened in the summer, um, sorry, in the in the window, uh, picking up Morgan Schneidlin and, and some other signings, they're probably going to outstrip Albion. And you know, Albion have been they've been brilliant in the first half of the season, but they have been fortunate with injuries. So I'd be I'd be I'd love them to finish eighth, but I would be surprised if they finished eighth. Um, actually. So really, this was the opportunity. This was the season to go this for the cup. Yeah, this absolutely. was this was for many people. This was especially after EFL Cup at Northampton. Oh, as well. especially after that disappointment. I mean, football is about two things, isn't it? It's about entertainment and it's about glory. Now, for so long, Pulis hasn't provided entertainment. He has started to do that now um, this season. I think they've scored three 
or more at home on five occasions, which is which is fantastic and unheard of last season. Um, the next step really was was the glory. Um, and the annoying thing was for the fans, the fact that before the game, Pulis said, I'm going to go for the cup, I'm going to pick a strong team. Mm. Um, and he did, to some extent, I mean, he didn't make 11 changes like Eddie Howe did down at Bournemouth, which, which I was astonished with, and I thought that was a, a bit disappointing. But he did make um, a few key changes. Now, Evans and Brunt were both injured, so they couldn't play, that's fair enough. Neon was... Um, not available because of this ridiculous um, ongoing feud with Cameroon FA, uh, which is fair enough. But the one change he did make, which he didn't have to make, mm-hmm. he swapped Boas Myhill in for Ben Foster. Yeah. And Myhill was at fault for the second goal and arguably the first goal as well, although Darren Bent's hit was pretty decent. Um, and it cost him the game. And you have to say Myhill's mistake mm. is, is now Pulis's mistake. Um, he doesn't own up to it though, does he, does he TP? I mean, you know... Afterwards. Well, it's I think after, afterwards we it's asked. Very good at deflecting. Well, afterwards we asked him about Myhill's error uh, and said, you know, do, you know, do you regret it? Do you regret picking uh, Boaz and, and and do you think it, he was at fault for the goals? And he said, oh, no, the thing about Boaz is he's been brilliant for us um, when he's coming for Ben uh, Ben Foster, and he has been. And when Foster was out that long term uh, knee injury, Myhill was 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 excellent. And there were some fans who didn't even want him to get dropped. Thought it a bit unfair, but but Foster is a better keeper. There's no doubt about it. And I think Foster probably would have saved both those goals. Mm. I just think um, I don't know whether Pulis was trying to keep Myhill happy, or maybe there's something in in his contract to say that he'll play the cup games or at least a few of the cup games. But it, you know, it's um, it was just a, a change he didn't have to make, and and he's paid the price for it, and everybody's really disappointed. I think I think he is as well. I think Pulis is as well. But you know the fans are, yeah, everyone walking away from the Hawthorns pretty gutted. No excuses now, then Europe. Well, <laughs> there are excuses. I think. I mean, we're looking ahead to Spurs. We've got um, Evans is injured, and, and Neon might still not be available. And, and actually, when you when you take out a couple of players from that team. Mm. It does look woefully, uh, woefully short, especially now that Craig Gardner's gone off to uh, Blues on loan. Um, you look at the the midfield, central midfield, and you, after Fletcher and Jakob, the next one in line is Sam Field, really. Um, and you know these are youngsters and who, who who are very talented, but they're not proven. Mm. That squad is old and it's quite threadbare as well. So I think it's been a fantastic run of form. They've been brilliant since um, uh, the Leicester game, but I'd be surprised if they if they mounted a tilt at Europe, regardless of how well they're playing. I, I think top top half is a more realistic ambition. So disappointed, disappointment of the Hawthorns um, before the Stoke game with Bet365, 20 to 1 Wolves were to win 2-0. Do you like that Bet365 reference there? Do you see what I'm doing? I like that. Quite clever for you, yeah. I think uh, with the teams, when we saw the team sheets, with with Stoke pretty much at full strength and and Wolves making several changes, that 20 to 1 could probably be more like 40 to 1. So did you take advantage of that? I did not take advantage of that, but what I did take advantage of was a great view and a fantastic, stunning Wolves performance. God, you're so so cheesy. Oh, that's that's your Nickelodeon pass coming through there. Very nice. Nice linking. Um... I nearly had a tickle on them. I, I, predict, I think last week I predicted they'd win you 1-0. Did, you did predict, yeah. But I did feel less confident after seeing the teams, I've got to say. Not so much Wolves's, but Stokes, because mm. they only made four changes, but there there's only a couple that made them weaker. They took out Joe Allen and Charlie Adam, but they came in at half-time. Stoke had a full-strength team at the start yeah. second half. Um, as Steve, Steve Maidley, once of this uh, parish, nicely put... Uh, Stoke's team was like the Harlem Globetrotters. They, they bought in Bo, they bought in Bojan Shakiri, 
Arnautovic was in there as well. Yeah. Do you think that was Hughes um, just thinking, oh, I'll put them all on because we'll walk this? I guess so. It was a very attacking team. Rather than rather than actually picking a formation to... to, to do, do you know what I mean? Maybe Did he not prepare no, properly? I certainly th- well, I certainly think they underestimated Wolves. Certainly the way that they played in the first half reflected that as well. But Wolves to a man was superb. I mean, you know, we spoke about last week, Mike Williamson just came in and made such a difference. But it's just a great day with 4,500 fans and um, big cup win. Momentum really building now under Lambert. And the draw for the next round is fantastic. Yeah. Potentially Liverpool away. We'll d- d- double that number of away fans going, 9,000 maybe to Anfield. Is how, how many? Do, will they have 9,000 there? That's, that's how many Plymouth had. Because you've got to give oh, is, of course is it 15%. 15%. 15% and right. their, their attendance now, is their capacity, sorry, is a lot larger with a new stand. And they would take 9,000. New stand with, 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 I'm presuming, a new press box. Nice. <laughs> Cheers. Nice. Uh, maybe a new kitchen ooh, as well for a ooh, bit of buffet ooh, action. Yeah, you never yeah. know. God, well, I've, been, I've been to the new stand. Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's a bit weird though because it's like it, it feels very much like you're at Fenway Park. Right, it's very okay. American, sort of the you know that's the a, that's a baseball ground, Tim. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a little park in Raleigh Regis. No, no, no Boston, no, Boston, Boston Red, Sox. Red Sox. Have you been? Yeah, of course, many times. Oh, I've been to Fenway. Yeah, fantastic, big, gr- big green. They've done it brilliantly Boston. because it because they've incorporated all, obviously they've had a completely brand new stadium, they've remodeled the old stadium, but they've still kept all the old touches in it. Yeah, it's nice, but it's, but it's modern. It's fantastic, beautiful. It's one of the best. I think sports stadiums in the world, to be honest. It's, You're um, listening to the Black Country Football Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fenway Park's nice. It's yeah. um, but yeah, the, the, sorry. So at Anfield, the new main stand. The um, what do you call that? You know, the little the bit where the, all the everyone goes gets their food and their pints and what do you, what do you call that? The con- concourse. <laughs> the concourse. The concourse <laughs> is um, is quite Americanized. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. It's, it just feel it has that. I don't know. It has well, that, we won't be there with the, with the with the rabble rousers, will we? We'll be. Uh, oh no, you will be because you have to walk through there. Oh no. We'll be showing a puck oh, no. of Plymouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'd happily go to Plymouth. I yeah. never never been. No. I think that'd be a cracking cup tie mm. at Plymouth. Mm. Yeah. Ride riding high in League Two. Wolves would Wolves would put out a strong team. I think if they went there. Hundred percent. That would be a full stadium. The home fans had all built for it. Whereas Liverpool, it'll, it'll be very similar to Stoke. Home fans won't care. Home team probably won't care. It'll be a bunch of kids. But I tell you what, if Klopp plays the team in against Plymouth, and they manage to get through, <laughs> yeah, you'd fancy Wolves. Wouldn't Absolutely. You? Yeah, yeah. And 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 even if he brought in maybe two or three seniors with, with those kids, I still fancy Wolves. Yeah. To give them a really good game. Yeah. So oh. I, can't, I can't wait to be honest. You think they'll take 9,000, yeah? They'll take 9,000 easily. 100%. That's brilliant. They, they t- if they were given 20,000 tickets, yeah. they'd sell them. Fantastic. See, I'll I, tell you. That might be a, that could be a massive thing as well. Say it, say it did happen, say Liverpool beat Plymouth mm. and, and, and you end up going to Anfield. That would be a huge yeah. boost for the players. Well, I mean, we were talking after the games at the weekend, weren't we? How much the Wolves players drew on the fans at, at Stoke. Oh, it completely drove and, them on. And it was the especially same, in the second half. And it was the same at the Hawthorns. Derby bought 5,200 fans to uh, the Hawthorns. And they, wow. were, they were brilliant, to be yeah. fair to them. Yeah, the away yeah. spot was fantastic mm-hmm. and they were loud from minute one to the, to the end. I mean, there was a bit of a period where they cooled down when after Albion scored. But I really thought that after the, their equaliser, the reason they went on to win it or, or, or believed they could was because of their fans. So It was the first time I thought Obviously, you know, I used to go to Wolves games or whatever, and you never really notice it as much when you're in the crowd. But it's the first time I've thought as a reporter that, that the fans were the, were the 12th man, to use that well-worn cliche. They re- it really made a difference to the team. You could just see it. <laughs> you know, they made such a noise throughout the whole game. before And at half-time, as I mentioned to you, Matt, on uh, Monday, when the players were walking off down the tunnel, they gave them such a roar as they left the field. And I just interviewed Lee Evans this morning, and, and he, he brought it up as well and said, said what a... What a big thing that was for the players going into half time 
to be given that ovation. You know, it makes you mm. feel 10 feet Because we, tall, we hear so much these days about football players, how they rely on confidence. You know, they need to be uh, um, mentally right to deal with the pressures of the game and all that. And, and, and the fans, they've got to play a massive part in that. Yeah. Whether they're on their backs being negative or, yeah, or, yeah. or whether they're supporting them and, and, and you know, making them feel 10 feet tall. Uh, I, I think... That, that, that they're sometimes they're, they're forgotten about. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You know, we just take them for granted and take their influence maybe for granted. I think well. often by often by journalists who haven't been supporters for a very long time. You know, the national media. Yeah. So, so it's not something they automatically pick up on. Mm-hmm. I think. Do you agree? Yeah, no, completely. I, agree. I yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but but yeah, in general, Wolves at the moment, so many big games. Um, obviously, last week we've got Villa tomorrow, mm-hmm. Norwich away will be another big one, potentially Liverpool. And then in February they've got Newcastle and Blues at home, which yes. will be big, big crowds, both on telly. So loads of big games at the moment, and mm. there's a real feel-good factor about the place. Uh, it's, I still think they're too far for the playoffs, but yeah. some good, some good, some good. You know, enjoy en- it. En- enjoying it again, enjoy which, it, yeah. which hasn't been the case for about a year, so or yeah. more. At this time, it's ten past one filming, and there's no news on a date for, for that for that game or whether um, or whether no. it's going to be on TV. I don't know when BT and Beat and BBC announce when. When, uh, what game's going to be on when they announce it but I'm pretty sure they do it before the replay. they have to do it before the, I think they do have to do because it was the case with Starbridge in round two wasn't yeah, it yes well, they announced which kind of killed them to be honest but yeah so um, but I, I think Wolves will be on regardless because if, if it's Liverpool Wolves I think that will be on telly because the draw was awful there's not many yeah. other obvious ones and I think if it's Plymouth Wolves as well because Plymouth if they beat Liverpool will be the story yeah. of the fourth round they'll be the giant killers and I mean, you saw bloody Cambridge Leeds on the other night. I think Plymouth Wolves would get on personally. Yeah. So I think it'd be on. Absolutely. So so great weekend, and we're going to be looking forward to to and previewing obviously the big games this weekend. Unfortunately, we, um, in between, we did have some really sad news yesterday with the um, you know the death of, of, of Graham Taylor. Tim, I know um, you've interviewed him a couple of times. Matt, you've obviously wrote a nice piece about him today, and you've spoken to Tony Pulis, who's who's obviously you know spoke fondly about him. Tim, first of all, for you, obviously a, a big shock. It was a huge shock, actually. Um, the, what struck me yesterday, I spoke to quite a, quite a number of ex-Wolves players, uh, Steve Ball, Andy Thompson, Jeff Thomas, John DeWolf, Don Goodman. You know, the, the tributes were just were just fantastic. And, you know, he was hounded out of Wolves after 18 months, but the players absolutely loved him. They felt he shouldn't be given more time. They all spoke of his passion, his organisation, his warmth, his honesty, his love of football. And, and you saw that reflected across all the national stories as well yesterday and the lovely tributes that came in. Just a lovely man. Uh, I mean, you, you say I interviewed him twice. I didn't, I didn't actually interview, interview him, but I came across him a couple of times. First time was when I was nine years old. Bear, <laughs> bear, bear with me. Uh, I was with um, a journalist who's now a friend of mine, David Harrison, who was down at the Wolves training ground for something. And Graham gave us a lift back to Molyneux from the training ground. And I just remember, I just remember being a lovely man, and he signed something for my sister because it's my sister's birthday that day. So it must have been April the first, nineteen ninety five, which was lovely, very nice of him. And then, and then earlier, or sorry, in the middle of last year, in the summer, just before we went to Cork, I um, I thought I'd give him a call just for an interview about Kenny Jacket because Kenny was obviously his, his protege as a player and as a manager at Watford. And it was Taylor who advised Jacket to take the Wolves job in 2013. So I thought I'd give him a call. And he very, very politely declined to do an interview. And his reason was he didn't want to put any extra pressure on Kenny. Mm. He said, if I, if I come out in the media and say, you know, Kenny's got to do this this season or Kenny did this wrong last season or whatever, mm. he just didn't want to put any pressure on, on his good friend of many years. 
But regardless, we still end up having a chat. He could have put the phone down there and then and said, no, thanks, see you later. But we had a lovely chat. He took an interest in my career, which you know I was very humbled by. And we spoke about Wolves and his time at Wolves. And it was, it was just lovely, very lovely conversation. This, this is the thing that everybody seems to have um, agreed on, is that he had time for everybody, yeah. regardless of who they were yeah. uh, uh, and what they did, whether, whether they were the, you know, his, his best player or, or, or whether they, he was the tea lady. Did you see that story about... Um, the, the chap, the Watford fan, who yeah, went, yeah, went to a yeah. book signing. Yeah. So he, he went to a book signing and, and passed him a note and Taylor thought it was going to be, oh, can I do a video um, in video for uh, his wedding? But he actually asked him to be best man at his wedding. And Taylor had never met this book before. He said yes. So he went along to this chap's wedding, Watford fan uh, of many years, gave a best man speech at his wedding and, and made his day, you know, made, made the days of probably, you know, his family and everybody there, it was, which is... I'm astonished at that. It just shows the measure of the man that he's willing to go out and do some something. Well, there was a, there was a tweet put out yesterday that collated a, a load of letters that he'd written to fans because he was a notorious letter writer. If you write a letter to him, he would reply. And in fact, when I when I met him when I was nine years old, <laughs> I did send him a letter. God knows what he said, and he did reply. And I've I've got it somewhere at home, and I'll have to dig it out. But I, I remember he said, you know, oh, of course I remember meeting you, and you know, keep on supporting the wolves and all this and all this stuff. You know, just some nine year old kid. Yeah. I think, I think it was handwritten as well. I have to dig that out. But yeah, I think he did that with everybody. Just just a very lovely man. And how fitting that Wolves play Villa this weekend. Yeah. It was the same when Dean Richards passed away as well and Wolves played Spurs soon afterwards. So it's funny how these things work Wol- out. Wolves are putting out a, a special programme, are they? No, no. Oh, right. Where you got that from? I overheard something. What's, happen- <laughs> what's happening though? They're, they're doing something though, we don't, don't We don't know yet. They'll, it'll either be a minute silence or a minute's applause. You know, it's, it's the family that decide these things. I think Wolves have managed to change some of the programme inside. Oh, right, OK. Um, but no, we don't know what tributes they'll be doing yet or, who, or who'll be there. But imagine as it's Wolves Villa, they'll get, it's a great opportunity to get some uh, players and manager, managers, whatever, from both clubs together on the pitch before kick-off. I'd imagine that's what they'll be doing. So we'll say, but yeah, a great opportunity for everyone to pay tribute, and I'm sure it'll be an emotional occasion. Yeah, I think t- today um, Tony was Tony Pulis was asked about it, and 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 the one thing that he said was he deserved to be treated a bit better when he was uh, England manager. You know. Yeah, I, 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 I watched the um, I watched the documentary last night. You know, the famous Channel Four one. Yeah. An impossible job. Yeah. Uh, just the, pre- the pressure that he was under was, yeah. was, was just incredible. It was. It's, have you seen it before? Yeah, yeah, it was unbelievable. It's one of the first. An astonishing documentary. Mm, mm. I mean, what really struck, I've seen it before, but what struck me watching it last night was when he's, because they're filming it every game on the, on the qualification route. Obviously, he didn't make it. Mm. The camera is literally, he must be by his feet mm. and he's on the touchline. Mm. Can you imagine the, those access that you won't get the access to these days? Yeah. I, I, you know, I was thinking to myself, why, how on earth did he allow this? And I presume he, he was kind of, He's got no ego on him at all, so so it doesn't really make sense that he'd want he'd want you know the glorious qualification for America to be um, portrayed as a documentary. I don't understand why. He just bought into the idea and thought, oh yeah, if this is going to educate people about what I do and, and, and how we do it, then fair enough. I, be, I mean, I bet that was the why. awful decision though. I mean, it, it really ruined his career for for a while. He was lampooned for the rest of his career, mm. and uh, that played a big factor in him not being given the time he should have had at Wolves because the fans needed a little excuse to turn on him. He had a great team back then. Wolves had a, one of the biggest and best stadiums in the country. They had Sir Jack's millions. If they'd have got up at that time, mm. you know, they were on a par with Blackburn and we'll not, we'll not know what Blackburn did. So, but he was handed out very soon because as soon as results started to turn, the fans were literally protesting outside. And I think it's, everyone had that, you know, the England thing. Is, is that because, you know, 
and also there was a bit of expectation perhaps because of what he'd done with Watford and and Villa. I guess I, I guess so, but I think it was the England thing most of all because he was, was he was abused and vilified by mm-hmm. by the nation. So as soon as things went badly, they were like, "Well, let's get rid of him." Mm-hmm. Turn it in that. the same way that sort of McLaren never has never recovered from that Wally with a Broly mm-hmm. incident and. Yeah, but it's just amazing that the people bloody people newspapers. Have, <laughs> <laughs> but those, I mean, just just those people have come out and, and, and the people have spoken so warmly about it. it. Just shows that he was such a such a liked character within the game. Do you know what I mean? And, and some people do look at him negatively. When I think when you all, when I was reading some of the tributes yesterday, you forget what what a beautiful person he was. Really, Don Goodman gave me a nice story. He fractured his skull in nineteen ninety six, and Taylor had been sacked a few months earlier. But when he came round from his operation, the first bouquet of flowers that arrived at the hospital was from Graham Taylor. Mm-hmm. Just shows you the mark Sums of the man. Him up, I think. Yeah, top yeah. man, top man. Uh, will be will be widely missed. Um, it's January, guys, which means that I don't think it's got crazy, crazy yet. I know cray, some of the wolves. Cray, cray, cray. Not stuck on cray, cray yet. But obviously, gathering momentum. Plenty of uh, plenty of incomings and outgoings, or potential perceived incomings and outgoings. There's two players I've given you to talk about whether you would like to. Um, trash or keep that's our little segment this way trash or keep I've just made that up now but two players um, who are kind <laughs> of like linked with moves away or, or you'd like to keep them or would you like to get rid of them uh, we'll go for one at Wolves first um, someone who started off like a house on fire fallen away and now doesn't seem to be part of Paul Lambert's plans Zhao Teixeira mm. would you like to trash or keep uh, he's, he's a great there's a great player in there somewhere but he's not not cutting it consistently in the championship I don't see where it fits into Paul Lambert's plans at all I think the emergence of Conor Ronan probably means there's no need for him but it's not as simple as that because obviously Wolves have paid a fee to loan him for the year so they're not just going to say see you later Joe you know they want a bit of their money back um, it's it's not just as easy as sending a player back on loan, so they'll be they'll be trying to sort that out as we as we speak, mm. and I, ex- I expect they will do, because you know Benfica will want to be finding another club for him. So it's it's not just as simple as saying look, we'll see you later. Would you like to see more of him? Would you like to see him till the end of the season? Um, he was really 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 poor away at Cardiff and really 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 poor at Sheffield Wednesday, and I do mean you know he looked mm. really out of place. Yeah. So um, I think we should move on. To be you honest. Do. Well, they're probably not going to sign him permanently in the summer. Um, so he's on loan. We've already spoken about this, but the season is likely going to peter out. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you're targeting next season, what's the point? Play Conor Ronan for twenty yeah, games. Yeah, I was going to say, especially said. with a couple who come in, you know. And L- Lambert, you know, you're reading tomorrow's paper. He said today he just finds it incredible that these kids. He's given three of their debuts now, and he's brought Bright in. He finds it incredible that they weren't they weren't knocking around before. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's talking there about Walter Zenger and he's not specifically and he's talking about last summer. Why did you sign thirteen players? These kids are brilliant. And we're not we're not here to knock people. And, and Zenger wasn't didn't wasn't personally he didn't sign a lot of the players, so those were out of his hands. But at the same time, you've got to be realistic and say that if he was still in charge, these kids wouldn't have got in either, would they? Now, well, no, because he paid absolutely no interest at all in the mm. under 18s as as we know. Um, and he, I, I think he only went to one under twenty three game. You know, when Wolves played away at Crew, he was in Dubai when they played that Checker Trade Trophy game. So he showed no interest. He had a lot on his plate and he had a lot of players to deal with anyway. But yeah, the real the real thing was last summer. Jeff Shee spoke so much about the academy when he came in, but it was right under his nose and he ignored it. You know, all these talented kids. So that's that's why it's taken a long time for Lambert to sort his squad out. We've talked a lot about him. We'll have to be a little bit quicker because we've got so much to get through today. Uh, one for one for Albion, um, someone who hasn't had a look in on loan, Brendan Galloway. Where do you see him and, and do you think he might have to be sent back? Well, the last time uh, I spoke to Peter about this last week, asked him about it and he said, no, I see him 
seeing out his season-long loan. Um, it looks like Albion aren't going to be able to get the left-back that they wanted uh, in January, which is Charlie Taylor. Um, Leeds don't want to sell him. He, he's, he's out of contract in the summer, so hopefully Albion will be able to get him in the summer, although there are other clubs sniffing around, which means that Galloway probably is going to stay. Speaking to a few of the guys um, up in Liverpool, they say that Koeman's not that bothered about recalling him, um, even though he was he was brilliant for Everton last, last season by all accounts. Uh, made 22 appearances for them. Um, but he hasn't really done it at Albion. I think he's just quite an attacking um, fullback who likes to bomb on. He leaves himself a bit open mm. on the break. And uh, that happened a couple of, of times against Derby as well when he when he, he got a chance. But at the moment, he's behind um, Neom and Brunt mm. at left back. So he may go, um, but at the moment, there, there are no plans for him. Probably so. not this weekend. If Neom's still not available, then he'll have to be on the bench when he Yeah, thought. exactly, yeah. Mm. Um one from one more from Wolves. Um, Prince Onyege. Where do you see Prince. him? Trash, trash or keep? Prince or pauper? Yeah, absolutely. Do you like that? No, but carry on. Why not? That's kind of thing, that's kind of rubbish. Better than trash with. or keep? Yeah, trash or keep's not great to be fair. I find, I Prince or pauper? Going to keep that one going. Go on then. Go on then. Prince um, or pauper. Lambert's had a look at him. I don't really think he fancies him. Really? He was ill at Stoke last week. I really expected him to be on at Stoke, but he was he was ill. So there's reports in Le Keep today in France that he's going to Bastia on loan for the rest of the season. Right. Now I think they've jumped the gun a bit on that, and it's not at that stage yet. But um, there, are, there are rumblings. There are rumblings, and with Lee Evans coming back and playing so well at Stoke last week, Lambert's got. I mean, if, and Dominic Olfer played well at right back, which means that Connor Cody might then move into midfield. Mm. So my point is, you've got Jack Price, you've got Dave Edwards, you've got Connor Cody, you've got Lee Evans who played really well last week, and Lambert enthused about him today. And you've got George Savile. So, and you've got Roman Sace to come back from Africa. Too many central midfielders. Someone's got to go. It looks like Prince at the moment. But why Why Prince? Because, I mean, Prince... I thought Prince has done okay. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't been great. He's had a couple of poor games. But, but yeah, so... Okay, so Lee Evans has come in and played one game, a good game, and someone else has come in and played another couple of good games. So... But yeah, but it's, it's, they're not being judged on one game. They're, you know, Lambert would have watched a lot of DVDs of Wolves' games earlier in the season. He would have spoke to his coaching staff about Prince and others. And he said it specifically again and again. He wants players who know the league and know the country. I was going to say... So that's so he's mm. moving away from, from last summer signings. Not all of them. Mm. Costa and Cavalera got a big part to play uh, and others. Bud Varson, obviously, as well. So it's, 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 it's a good question, but it's one for Lambert, isn't it? You know, what, what he sees in Evans over on Yege. I'd like to see... I mean, I'd like to see him till the end of the season anyway. I don't think there's any... But, but, but who do you drop? Well, you know, it's a long season. There's plenty of injuries and yeah. suspensions and stuff like that. Games yeah, but, it, but he's an, ex an expensive player who, who won't want to be sat in the stands week after week, so what do you do with him? Mm. Is Th he, this is the problem. He doesn't want to stockpile players who aren't even going to make make the bench. You, yeah. You've got to move them on. You've got to be fair to them as well. You've got to, you've got to let them play a bit of football, especially if he's injury-free. It's a cutthroat business. You've got to make decisions, I think. All those central midfielders I've listed, you can't keep all of them. Yeah. So it's, it's a tough decision. It is tough. And you, you, if, if, you did, if they go back on loan somewhere else, then you won't have to pay anything then? If they'd left, it depends on the loan deal. I'm gonna say he's gonna still costing costing Wolves if he, if he goes anyway. Is what I'm saying. So yeah, well, yeah, this is what they're paying for last yeah. summer, aren't they? So what's the point? Why, why not? Why not just keep him around if he if he could be? You know, he might pull his socks off. You know, I think he's got talent and I think he can score goals. But then if he's not, well, it depends on the loan deal. If if mm. the other club, they might pay a portion of his wages or half yeah. his wages or, or all of his wages. Depends yeah. where he goes. Or we might want him back in the summer. So do you say, look, Prince, sit in the stands at Molyneux for six months mm. or go and play football, You know, get your mojo back and come back great player in the summer? Mm. There's a lot of things to think about. Uh, last one on the list. I haven't been too impressed with him. I know you have, but I, I can't see it. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd 
probably give him, I'll probably give him to the end of the season, but that's just me. I'm a nice kind of guy. You're more cutthroat than me. Pauper for you. Prince for me. Yeah, but, yeah, but you say that, but you, 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 you've got to get rid of someone, like mm. I said. So who would, you, who would you get rid of? I wouldn't. I'd keep them. I you'd keep everybody? I'd keep everyone and give them a big hug. But this is the problem. See, again, I spoke to Lee Evans today. <laughs> and you're such an idiot. And I, 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 said, I said to Lee Evans... How on earth now that you're now that you're fit again and now that the others are back again? Mm. How do you even play eleven aside in training? Because again, I've just listed six yeah. or seven central midfielders. Sure, sure. How do you do an eleven? Aside? How do you even do an eleven aside? Yeah. He said they've been doing thirteen aside. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so on Saturday when they look to pass to the inside left, he's not there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, last one, and obviously someone who someone who's not in the headlines whatsoever in any transfer window. First time I've heard about him this year, Saido Berahino. Oh, who's Saido, that? Saido Barahino. Who's that? Good one. Um, yeah, I think we all know the background to this, so I won't bore you too much. Oh, it's so boring. It's the most boring transfer saga. <laughs> Was it a four-year-long transfer saga? It's time for him to go, isn't it? It's, it's been time, time for him to go. It's, t- it's been time for him to go for a long time. Is he going to go, though? I think so, yes. You because do. We said this last, last No, last but the reason, the reason why is because they've, Albin have, have offered him this massive contract. Mm. They made three offers that we know of, so probably more sure. this season. The, la- the, the last one was £60,000 a week, mm. tripling his salary, uh, which is currently on £20,000 a week, having gone up from 14 incrementally. Um, and he's just refusing to sign it. Um, Stoke are interested. Hughes has confirmed that today. They're gonna, they want them. They want Alvin to name their price. I think the way forward would be sell him for about six to eight million with a load of add-ons. So if he does realise that potential that we all know he has, um, Alvin do recuperate the money that they wanted for him initially. You know, add-ons maybe going up to fifteen or, or whatever. But if he doesn't do it, then Stoke have gambled with six million, and you know, it, it's not real. No one really loses. Sure. Um, you, is that the price? I, I, I think I think it's around that. I mean, he's not he's not going to go for the twenty million that Albion wanted before. The, the, six million. I mean, I don't know if six is I don't know if six is right, but you know, between six and ten, you can see. But then it depends what's up front and what's add-ons. That's yeah. that's that's the way I'm looking yeah. at it. I think that at the moment, I I think what's happening at the moment is Albion are just waiting, just making sure that he's not going to sign his contract because so so that they don't they don't lose their asset but um i think towards the end of the window we might see some action on that mm. on that front and i'm hoping fingers crossed that we do because i think everybody is sick and tired of it and with that, and with albion as well you know doing a lot better this season not being you know around that bottom 5 or 6 you can almost let him go and, and he's not going to come back to haunt you so to speak yeah. you know what i mean i'll give I'll give some struggling well, my, a bit of a boost i i my my concern is and my, my thoughts are well Maybe they're not letting him go now because um, then people will say, right, go and sign a striker. Yeah. And that's notoriously difficult sure. to do. I haven't been able to do it for the last uh, uh, few windows. So maybe they'll, they'd rather wait. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm being, I, I'm being you know, facetious here, but maybe they'd rather wait and then say, oh, well, Barry Hino left so late on, we didn't, we didn't get a chance to. Yeah. One player to come in. Who would you like? You've got one player. I'm just going to give you one player because, like I said, we're a bit short for time. So one player who you'd love to see at Wolves who's potentially a realistic signing is... Is... Are you asking me? Yes. It says Wolves, isn't it? Uh, who I, you would like to see personally, who you I, think would do well, would fit into the mould and, and could potentially you know, put Wolves to the next level. Well, Wolves need, Wolves need a goal-scoring striker. And two two of those who aren't playing or aren't liked by their managers are Jordan Rhodes and Ross McCormack. Mm-hmm. Now the the the, the curveball this this year is the loan window because I think otherwise Jordan Rhodes might be let out on loan. Yeah. 
But because Borough can't recall him, so we now at the end of the season, they probably won't let him go unless it's a permanent deal. It's the same with David Nugent. I would like to see him come in as well. Yeah. But, um, pounds, a lot of money, isn't it? To, Dar- to Derby, who went yeah. in there. Yeah, I, I, yeah. that's, that's too, too much money for him probably. I can see why Wolves didn't go in for it. So um, I'd have either of those two alone because uh, it might not necessarily fit 100% into Lambert's style of play, but you know they score goals mm-hmm. and Wolves are still waiting for a striker to score a goal. It's been yeah. many months. August the 20th remains the last day. That's a Incredible. long time. It's a long time, but um, do you think Jeff Sheen might, you know, put his hand boots in his pocket on? and Bit go for it? Well, he could get his boots on as well. Be fourteen aside. <laughs> no. 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 They won't be spending much money this window, no. if any. Right. Okay. I don't know whether Jordan Rhodes is a Paul Lambert player, but we'll speak. You know, he needs a few chances to score. I don't know. Maybe though. I guess it would have been Lambert who sold him last. Was it January when he moved? Mm. Mm. Well, Lambert sold him last window, didn't they? Yeah. So he's played with him, we know about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Which is probably telling why he hasn't come in for him. Yeah, we well, jo- sold him. He joined last, Lambert joined Blackburn last November, so he yeah. would have had a couple of months with him. Mm. That's interesting. Didn't think of that. Yeah, nice. There's a piece for you next week. There you go. Um, and one for you, West Brom, Mr. West Brom. Well, Who would you like to get in? Well, Albion need strikers, and uh, regardless of what Pulis said about central midfielders, I think they need a centre back as well with Macaulay yeah. and Olsen nearing the end. Oh, mind you, Macaulay thinks he might be able to play next season, which is good news. Um, so what a good centre back plying yeah. his trade in the championship at the moment James Chester he's quite <laughs> good. Uh, I, I'm still a bit confused by why that didn't work um, no I think strikers um, they, they, this Scott Hogan is, is tearing, sure. up, tearing up her the championship at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, that'd be one that I'd like to see, maybe. Do you um, think Rondon needs a second striker? Do you think he needs someone to play off rather than... Some, yeah. I don't know, I don't think he needs a second striker. I think he needs someone pushing him. Yeah. Because at the moment, and Robson Carnu, he's, he's, he's a lovely fella and, and he, he works his socks off mm-hmm. um, and he's really impressed everybody at Albion. But I don't think he's got the quality to push Rondon. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we've seen this season, players perform better when there's someone behind them really, really pushing them for their place. Um, and... Rondon needs that, I think, mm-hmm. um, and he needs someone to take the load off as well, just sure. to, to, to play the that mid the odd midweek game and, and maybe have a run in the team and, mm-hmm. and and make him come back. And they desperately need a striker, so yeah, I'd, I'd, Scott Hogan or, or or James Chester. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Scott Hogan. Can I just interrupt you with some breaking news? Breaking transfer news. Are you we have me? live. This is this is a first. Are you joking? This is a first. I think the only breaking news we've had so far is, is a Zenga picture on Instagram. <laughs> is this breaking news that we're going to have to cut this podcast short? No, no, God no. Ola John's just been confirmed. Oh, okay. uh, it's gone to Benfica. Excellent news. I'm breaking news. That is breaking Let's news. get this out there. We love a bit of breaking news. <laughs> yeah, no, news. we were just waiting for that. So yeah, there you go. Full Wolves's first departure of the Exodus. Fantastic. Can you just talk a little bit about Ola John for one minute while I get so, to, to, to do So, Ola John this? played 27 minutes of championship football for Wolves. Wow. Uh, not exactly a roaring success on the old transfer front there. I mean, he, he was the one that baffled most of all, actually, when he came in last summer. They'd already signed quite a few players, and then Ola John came in, and it was like, why? Really, why? Um, I mean, he only started four games for Reading last year. I think they just used him as an impact sub. I think one of them was... Um, oh, no, I don't know if he started or if he came off the bench against Albion. He did really well then. I th- I, he, he looks right off the bench. And he looks right off in, the, in two of the three games he played for Wolves, but he just didn't fit in. Then he got injured and they didn't need him. So it's OK, that's fine. Thank you very much for that. I've just texted Luke, so that's sorted out. Good. Thank you very much. Um, that was probably longer than uh, all the John's played, I think, that rant. Oh, ooh, ooh, you're sorry, full of the banter oh, today. Oh, sorry. Uh, right, talking about banter, we're going to go to Lambert Watch. Ricky. Ricky! 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 Now, Ricky Lambert started a game last week. Started a game. 
today. Unfortunately, it was the FA Cup game, so even if he scored, it wouldn't have contributed to the, to wow. the league goals. Well, you say that, but we didn't really go over the rules no, and regs, did we? I think you'll find that it's league goals. Anyway, doesn't matter. Well, I'm gonna li li well, I know what you're going to say. He didn't score. Yada, yada, well, and yada. they're out of the FA Cup as well, so he can't score any more goals. Right, okay. okay. Well, let's just move on then. 2-1 uh, <laughs> um, defeat to Fulham, um, 65 minutes uh, before he was substituted. Um, I've got three words in the press that would describe his performance. They were ineffective, arduous and, and sluggish um, from Ricky. So still two goals to get. He's obviously lost his place. Kenneth Sahori was on the bench unused. He will come into the, to the starting lineup this week. You're starting to get worried now, aren't you? Let's be honest. No. Oh, come on. You're, you keep you're, saying you're, this. You're one more game. It's, it's fine, all right? It's fine. Ricky's fine. What's um, going to happen is it's going to go down to the last day of the season. It literally is. And they're going to have... Two penalties on that last game of the season. He's going to take them both and score um, them both. And then, was it Costa Coffees all round? It's Costa Coffees all round. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got, we've actually got a Ricky Lambert export to speak to today. He's an absolute Ricky Lambert stalwart. He knows exactly his career what? inside out. Yeah, we've got a Ricky Lambert expert who wants to speak to us live on the. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One second. I'm going to make the call now. It's, um, it's some kind of humorous, humorous video uh, or something. What is this? One second. It's, uh, You're actually calling someone. He's calling someone. You're actually calling someone. Yeah, I'm calling the Ricky Lambert expert here, well, as we speak. Who? He's going to come on. One second. What is this? Well, I'm interested in what Ricky's doing and, and how, he's, how his career's developing and whether he's going to. I know, think you're being. I think you're being very harsh on a man who, who's played for England. Who are you calling? Well, let's see. And my call's not going through at the moment. It's going to be re really banter banterous, oh, oh, is it? Oh, here we go. Touch return to call. Well, this is good. Oh, oh good. see, see. This is the Ricky Lambert expert here. Hello. Uh, hi, is, it, is that the Ricky Lambert expert? Uh, yes, speaking. Oh, he hello, hello. Yeah, we're just, just discussing Ricky Lambert and, um, you know, he still needs to get two goals. Obviously, he's lost his place to Kenneth Sohore. You know, to be on the bench quite, quite often. I just wanted to know, you know, how confident are you with Ricky Lambert and his form this season? Uh, well, he came in and he was supposed to be our white knight on his big charger. But, uh -huh. uh, as he's, you can see, white. he, oh, no, wait, so he just can't even get into a struggling team. Uh, and to be honest, you just made me really angry even just talking about him. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh, he's, he's hung up. Well, I, I'm shocked, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that was the Ricky Lambert expert. How long are we working on that for? And uh, he, he's, he's just... Well, he's devastated. He's had enough of him. How much did you pay him for that? I mean, just revel. That was just a, that was an off the cuff call. That <laughs> just shows. So, oh, sorry, ladies Judah. and gentlemen, but maybe you might be in trouble there. Can I just point out that that gentleman was Lee Sanders, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, Cardiff fan. Such, yeah. such a big Cardiff fan. He didn't know who their top scorer was. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Lee, for that. Enjoyed that. Um, okay, so big games this weekend. We'll do predictions in a little bit. Um, first of all, we'll go to the West Brom game, just a little bit, going to Spurs. It's a difficult game for them. Um, you know, they've beaten the sides they're supposed to beat this season. They've lost three out of the four against the big boys. Is this another big boy? Are we expecting a defeat, or do you think they might cause an upset? Well, Albion are traditionally, or, the, or recently, they've been a Spurs' bogey team. Uh, they've only, I think they've only lost once at White Hart Lane in the last five years, or, or maybe not even at all. Um, and the, the last three games have all finished one all. So they, they're pretty good at frustrating Spurs. Uh, the problem is, though, that with Johnny Evans is out and Alan Neal might not be available because of this thing with Cameroon. So that's two of your back four already gone. Yeah. Uh, and I would say that as much as I'm a big fan of, of everything that Jonas Olsen has done for the club, um, with him in the side and with 
uh, Brunt at left back and, and McLean at left wing. I, I just think Spurs will have too much this time, um, and they will they'll do enough to beat them because they, they, I mean they're they're on rip roaring form at the moment, mm. aren't they? Uh, so I can't. I mean, Chudley, never never put anything past Pulis, but I, I I just think that those two players being out is a big miss. Chudley to play, maybe a point to prove. Well, Tony was a bit um, coy about that today. He didn't say that he, he would definitely start him. Chadley's not been the same since his knee injury, um, but he looked pretty good off the bench at, uh, at Derby, to be fair, last weekend, and, and apparently he's, he's, he's tearing up trees in training. But um, I, I would start him, yeah, if, I, if it was me. But um, we'll see. He might, he might stick with Morrison and, and go with Chadley off the bench. Small game, Timothy. Uh, Wolves against Aston Villa. Big derby. Uh, I think Wolves are the better side. Most people think that in the you know at Villa Park, can they go and get three points? And, and what what we're we looking like for the for the day? I'm still quite impressed that you managed to set that up. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and do something similar next week. I think that's, that's good. Fair play for thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, I can't wait for tomorrow. Going to be going to be a good game. The the big thing for me, the really interesting thing is Lambert's team selection, mm-hmm. particularly the back four. He played Sheffield Wednesday. They got got a clean sheet. Good defensive display. He changed three of those for Stoke. They were brilliant at Stoke. So you got seven into four. So what does he do there? Does Lee Evans keep his place? He's just play, play 13 players, don't you? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Mason or Bright as well. So there's loads of really interesting um, team selections all over the pitch. But yeah, you know, be a much improved Villa from the one we saw three months ago. Yeah. The whole Lambert Villa thing, I think that'll all get forgotten about. Obviously, you know, Graham Taylor's going to dominate the day. Um Looking forward to seeing the tributes that are paid to him. And then I think it should be a great game, you know, under the lights, in front of the cameras. Mm-hmm. High scoring, potentially. A couple of interesting... T- 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 hey! <laughs> oh, oh, hey! Uh, <laughs> this guy needs to go home. Couple of in- home. It's been a long week. A couple of interesting statistics. Yeah. Wolves have conceded more goals than anybody at home. That's 22. Interesting. Villa have scored fewer than any team away. That's seven. Ooh. Ooh. So, yeah, see, I know, like that. <laughs> I like that. So, in theory, uh, Villa, you know, probably won't be scoring, but might do. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah. Do, do well, they haven't got Kodja, have they? So I haven't got Kodja. Uh, Gabby up front, I think, at the moment oh. for them. Yeah. So, Surely can keep a clean sheet against. Fancy them now, actually. Yeah. Fancy them, yeah. A little 2-1 win. Well, we'll talk about the predictions later on anyway, sort of thing. But um, And up front, Dicko or Bodvarsson? Uh, Bob Varson's been very good for two games in a row, so he's almost certain to play. Mm. Joe Mason still to keep his place? So, well, you'll have Cavalero and Costa on either wing. Cavalero's fit. You think Cavalero will go straight back in? Yeah, he's only a slight knee problem. He's trained all week, so he's fine. That's exciting. You can't help but get excited when you hear that, though. You know, Cavalero, Costa, Bob Varson as a, as a front three. I mean, it's great. Yeah, and so, so yeah, the, so the question is in behind, is it Mason or Bright? Mm-hmm. Which is it's a tough call. I, I think I'd probably I'd go play, with Bright. No, I'd play Mason. I'd but, play Mason as well, but yeah. I, think, I think I'd go with Bright. Yeah, good looking forward to it. Um, predictions later on. Uh, we're going to move into... Massive- Big crowd as well. Just Sorry, <laughs> I know you're really waiting for it then. Big crowd, 27,000. Might be Wolves' biggest for 18 months. Villa bringing 4,200. So atmosphere is going to be fantastic. Great effort, especially with it being a Sky Live game as well. Yeah, and I think the ground side, I think, will probably put a few more sure. tickets on the door as well, mm-hmm. maybe. So hopefully a really big crowd. Excellent. Have you, have you finished? Can I can I carry on? Uh, 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 at least, at least we haven't had to edit anything so far this week. We had a couple of potential <laughs> swear words last week. <laughs> Judah, oh, Judah, someone, Judah, Judah, dropped, uh, Judah dropped the P word. Did, yeah, yeah. Um, what on earth's the P word? The, the five-letter P word. 
One second. Oh no, there's a couple of them. There's a couple of them. There's a couple of them, yeah. Not uh, as bad as that. Starts PRI. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we debated. <laughs> he, he called Ola, Ola Jordan's uh, husband. That, yeah, that, that word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we had to edit that out. Yeah, we had to edit that out. But anyway, hey, hell. So you have to edit this out now? because No, just... we're fine. We're fine. No, no. Because you've now Might admitted you that you called that. <laughs> no, no. There's no problem that he called it him. It's just. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, did you, Jamie O'Hara fair, fair tweeted me the other night? Did yeah, you see what was that? that about? I don't know. Weird. I, I asked Wolves fans about what they thought of Jamie O'Hara in a in a dressing gown with a uh, with a <laughs> teddy bear crying about his kids, and uh, and then Jamie O'Hara uh, amazingly replied to me saying thanks very much for your support with a with a fist like I don't think he was trying to punch me like like a like you know like um, punch who, fist who's got hold of that account I mean they tweeted condolences to Graham Taylor as well yesterday Did they? I, I mean, just find it very weird Jamie's done very well to get her phone in there I think into the big brother house yeah it's good banter isn't it good bands good bands so without further ado it's massive in it's massive in 2300 of you listened last week thank you very much to all of those have we got any crazy places where people were listening to the ENS Football Podcast last week? So, we are massive. Massive. Made it. In. Zimbabwe. Oh my oh. goodness. Wow, someone, controversial. Someone has gone out of their way to listen to our little old podcast Robert, in Zimbabwe. No, don't, no, don't. No. Bobby, that, that, Bobby was what, that was what I thought as well, but no, we probably shouldn't go down that okay. road. Um, it's been a really big week in Sweden, Sweden this week. Sweden. Sweden has propelled itself to fifth in the charts Sweden. this week. Beyond the usual suspects. Fifth, okay. Usual suspects who are? England. Uh, England. UK. <laughs> yep. Um, Australia. Yep. Um, America. 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 And traditionally fourth, we don't really mention it too often. Ireland. Canada. Oh yeah, Canada. So Sweden. Sweden's got up to fifth this week, so yep. very good. Nice. Uh, shout out, big shout out mm. to two islands, Guernsey and the Isle of Man. Oh, I didn't, both, I didn't expect those two islands nice. would be showing out. Both been yeah. listening in their droves this week. Not Jersey though. No, not no, no. We no, we're not, not Jersey. We're not. We're not big in Jersey. Okay. No. okay. Lots of rich tax havens. <laughs> and a new name on the list this week. Ooh. We've made it. We've cracked it. We've gone massive in Aruba. 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 <laughs> Aruba. <laughs> Wait, it's sad. We've for made it. No, no. no it's I'm really kidding. nice, no, interesting person. It is. It is. Yeah, listening in Aruba. I feel like wow. that could be a podcast destination as well. Aruba. Uh, I would. I would say we might have to go. Yeah. To Aruba. Yeah. Absolutely. So, what you know? What do you know about Aruba? I know very little. Well, no, I know a lot. Of I know there was so a I've World Poker Tour event in there that I watched. Um, I nearly entered for the Super Satellite for, but apart so you from haven't that, been to Aruba. That's one of the places you there. haven't been to. Correct. Well, we finally found one. Let's <laughs> Aruba. Yeah. Is one of the four countries that form the Kingdom of the Netherlands. Oh wow! The Kingdom of the Netherlands. It's what? still going. Yeah, they. You know. Wow. It's not near the Netherlands, is it? No, but you know they did a bit of no, inv- bit no. of invading back in the day, like we oh, did. Colonialism, okay. all that stuff. Yeah, okay. so there's only they've only got four left, including their own country, Decent. the Netherlands. Decent. So they're not doing great. Okay, but they've still got Aruba. Uh, so hence why the official language of Aruba apparently is Dutch. Oh, interesting. So and it's in the in the Caribbean or mm-hmm. the Caribbean, mm-hmm. however you want to. Caribbean, know. Caribbean. Uh, but if you go there, you'll have to speak Dutch. Right, excellent. Um, you have to do. It. Is it the law? If you want to get along. Right. Okay. Um, and you want to get around. Is there like an Aruban Dutch? You know, like there's Pennsylvanian Dutch. I don't, move know, on. That's I don't know about that. Let's anyway, the average temperature in Aruba, minimum 25 every month of the whole year. Oh and I, I mean every every month. It's like California. Often reaches 35, but Beautiful. it's minimum That's 25. Too hot. That's too hot. Uh, and its population is 103,000 Arubians, roughly the same as Wigan. Oh, I was going to say, not many then. 
It's a better lifestyle though. Through an through a little island in the Caribbean. I've done an Aruba Wigan similar. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry I, I zoned out there. Okay. Right. Uh, anyway, our good friend Alan, Alan, uh, Alan Island, Alan Island, Alan Island Wolf, yeah. Alan's Island. Yeah, has he been in touch? He has been in touch. Excellent. I mentioned last week he keeps commenting under our podcast. We yeah. love you, Alan. We do love you, Alan. We want to meet you. We want you to invite us to your home. Very soon. And one of your many islands. Yeah. Uh, he's coming over for the Cardiff game in April. Really? So we need to sort that out. Ricky's game. Ricky? 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 Wow. Ricky? Oh my goodness. Oh. It's just, it's made for it. Well, Need Alan and Is he going to come on? Does he say he wants to come on? Is he going to come on? So he says, the message, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to Molyneux for the Cardiff game if I can afford it. Okay. I'm going to stay for the Nottingham game, which I think is Tuesday night, yeah. if possible. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I kind of feel like he's angling for us to pay for his accommodation and flights there. Mm. Mm. I don't think the budget ENS football... Express and style bean counters. Yes. Yeah, probably don't stretch to that. Yeah. But anyway, mm. we need to sort that out. It's a date, Alan. Decent. Absolute 100% date. Thank you very much. A uh, bit of cities banter for hit you. Hit me, hit me. So, with Stockholm is where the Sweden influencers come from this week. That's pretty high. Brilliant. Uh, I've had a good week in Bradford. Oh, of course you have. Great Indians. What? Indian restaurants in Bradford are amazing. No. <laughs> Dodgy ground there. Oh, sorry, I meant Indian restaurants. Right, okay. Amazing. Let's move Mumtars on. Mumtaz are delicious. Norwich. Norwich. Had a couple of plays in Norwich. Jez Moxie checking Jezza, out the competition Jezza, for yeah. next week's big game Scout, at Carrow Road. Scouting us, aren't they? Scouting us. Yeah. Uh, so, where on earth are these places that we've been listening to this week? We'll start with Eden yep. Bridge. Where's Eden Bridge? Um, been listening to in Eden Bridge this Eden week? Eden Bridge. Australia. Or Kent. Mm. Uh, Chingford. Chingford, massive in Chingford this uh, week. Essex. Uh, it's town as London, technically, but yeah, maybe around that yeah, one, maybe that, that kind of way. I'll take that. Uh, 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 Al Hurin El Grande. Mexico. Dubai. Spain. Ah, ah. Dubai. Um, and De. Go on. <laughs> De Decatur. Decatur. Where? Decatur. <laughs> All right, I'll spell it. Uh, D E C A T U R. Decatur. Decatur. Romania. Um, Yugoslavia. America. Not, Georgia, a, America. It's not a country. Decatur, I know, I know, I know. Good banter. Thanks, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Keep on listening. We love you, each and every one of you. Um, let's go on to a quiz. Ooh, have we got let's time? Let's go on to a quiz. Well, we're a little bit short of time, but it'll be hopefully it'll be a quick quiz. Okay. Um, it's just going to be one round. Yeah. Uh, we've got a new quiz. Oh, it's love a it. a new quiz. Love it. I'm not sure whether you'll know this quiz at all, uh, Mr. Matt Wilson. Tim Spears, I would disappoint if you didn't know it. Right. I used to enjoy it in the time, but it's not one that we've previously discussed. Oh, we haven't discussed I've it. I found one. Are you ready for this? Yes. Yeah, good. <laughs> no, shut up. Oh, no, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> That's enough of that, that's enough of that. Matt Wilson, what is this show? No idea. What oh is my, it? are you kidding me? What's going on with this podcast? Why do people not know great game shows? Who do you uh, know Wackaday and TVM at Christmas special? Hatfield. Oh, in, in, strike it, lucky with Michael Barrymore. Sorry mate, when I was young I was going out playing football in the parks. I was like I sitting on my unbelievable. own. Unbelievable. I know what noise you love from this. <laughs> Sorry, so what everyone. Is it, then? What is it? <laughs> it's a bit loud. Well, basically, basically, 
What's the show called? <laughs> strike It Lucky. Or Strike It Rich. It was, or it Strike was It Rich, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're calling Strike It Lucky. Yeah, yeah, strike yeah, It Lucky was one, after yeah. 9 a.m. Basically, it? you've got three, you've got three screens. Could take me a while to explain this. Basically, you've got three, scre- <laughs> <laughs> three screens. I don't know how they pitched this to the ITV bosses. Or, or how I've worked into this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. You basically mm. can choose top, middle, or bottom, okay? Right. One's got an arrow, one's got a question, and one's a woo, 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 hot spot. Hot spot. Right. You've got to, basically, you've got to get from the left-hand side to the right-hand side eight moves, okay, before the other person. <laughs> it's a terrible explanation, if but no, it the, is hard, it is hard. If you get an arrow, you move on, you keep on going. Right, If you okay. get answer the question correct, then you keep on going. And a hot spot? If a hot spot, you stop where you are and you go over to the next person, you stay where you are, and then Tim gets to, to go from to go from. Okay. There. It's pretty, it's pretty easy. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll understand it, I think, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, what's a hot spot not? Oh, I can't remember this bit. Oh, not a hot spot. Oh, that's it, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Are you going to do, do some flirty banter with the guests, like Barry Moyes? Uh, I always found that a bit creepy. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. I think that's dodgy ground as well. What yeah. era is this? <laughs> what era is this? 70s, 80s? Uh, 80s, 80s and 90s. 80s and 90s. Yeah. 80s and mm. 90s. So we're going to start with, um, would you like to go first, um, Mr. Matt Wilson? Yeah, first. go ahead. Yeah, good. I would have thought that's the, the, the right way to go. Okay, <laughs> you're on the first block. Top, middle or bottom? Brilliant. Top, middle or bottom? Top, top, middle, <laughs> middle, middle. I'm going to go... They always go top first, don't they? Yeah, standard. Yeah. Oh, right, do they? Okay. Yeah, no, I don't know. You have to see what the hotspots are. I'm I've gonna... actually got... Have you? Full <laughs> screens. you got a full screen, yeah. okay. Brilliant. Oh, well, if they're... I want to go top then. <laughs> Keep top, finishing. Top, top. Top, we've pressed it. It's a question. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> question first up. Oh, brilliant. Sorry, sorry everyone, but this is I'm enjoying it, so I don't. For really people care. who never watch this, they're really not enjoying <laughs> no, this right they're now. They've switched off. Okay. People like me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so Matt, uh, which was the first team England played in against in the UEFA Euro 2016 group stages? UEFA Euro 2016 group stages. Who were the first team England played in Euro 2016? Russia. They were, correct, you move on. Can I say, Joe Massey had that in the weakest link. The yeah, I know, I know, it's a repeat of that question, but mm. he didn't have it, did he? Well, it's good job I didn't go first, then. No, no, no. Top, middle or bottom? Top, middle oh, or bottom? This time mm. I'm gonna go middle. Middle, ooh, question, ooh. God. Question, question. God. In darts, what is the highest score possible with three different trebles? Ooh, this one again. The <laughs> highest score again. possible with three yeah, few different weeks ago. trebles? Yes. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> right, it's, it's... Someone's running out of material. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. It's a, it's uh, it's a hundred and seventy. Quickly. One. Correct. It is. It is. It is. He's on the third. You could be struggling here. Top. <laughs> top. I'm already struggling. I'm going to go back to top. <laughs> top. Oh, he's got an arrow. Ting. Yay. Is, is the next question going to be, what, what, what sport is it? <laughs> is the Stanley Cup? <laughs> Are these all the same questions as last no, week? No, that's, that's not. Okay, hold it together. Pull it together. Uh, the fourth one. Fourth one. Top, middle or bottom? Bottom. Bottom is a question. Oh, Ooh. God. Okay. How many riders are there in a polo team? Oh, that's new. Oh, <laughs> it's more than 11. I think it's 13. 13. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Was that it's what that was? Four. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, four? What was that? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I've got... 
Oh right, everybody's crying now. Stop! <laughs> Do you want me to take over, Nate? <laughs> so I was gonna go, eh, eh, but that's the wrong shot. <laughs> okay, one second. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Tim, 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 you're on team. Okay, You've got to wait. You're on the you're on the fourth row. So right. <coughs> fourth, you've got to hold. Okay. Right, Tim. Um, completely new. Let's reset the screens. <laughs> Did you see where they reset? Did you see where they reset? Okay. Tim. Stop! Oh Stop middle or bottom? <laughs> Please don't go middle. Alright, we'll go bottom. Bottom. Question. Ooh. Okay, okay. Okay. Tim, who is the only footballer to have scored a goal in an FA Cup final, a League Cup final, a UEFA Cup final, and a UEFA Champions League final? <sighs> FA Cup final, League Cup final, UEFA Cup final. <laughs> Or Champions League final. It's it Torres. No, it's Steven Gerrard. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, straight back over to Matt. Yep. Matt, you're on the fifth screen. Top, middle, or bottom? I'm going to go bottom. Bottom. Oh, woo, 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 woo! Woo! Sorry. What that, that, that means you hit hotspot. Oh, right. hot Goes spot. over, you've lost your turn. <laughs> Goes back over to Tim. Tim's going to start. You're on screen number two. Um, Tim, who was one top, more? Top, middle, or bottom, surely? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have top, top please. Top question mark. <laughs> Tim, who's won more Wimbledon ladies singles titles than any other player during the open era? Oh. Never till over. Correct. Moving on. You haven't checked all my screens here, have you? No, uh, I'm, not, I'm not Matt Mayer. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Poor from him, yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah, very poor, yeah. Did he cheat? Um, yeah, he cheated. Yeah. yeah, but unfortunately, he lost anyway in, the, in two rounds, so. Third screen, <coughs> top, middle or bottom? Top. Top question. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Okay. Okay. So moving on, moving on. Right. Okay. Um, was that, was that where, about the Stanley Cup, was yeah, it? Yeah, no. Where were, the summer, where were the Summer Olympic Games held in 1988? Seoul. Correct. <sighs> moving on. Top, middle or bottom? Uh, bottom. Bottom. Another question. Ooh. Ooh. What's the highest possible score achievable by one player in a game of 10-pin bowling? Scoot. Uh, 300? Correct. Yeah. Very good, very good. Bit of a run here. He's on the fifth. You, you join with Mr. Wilson at the moment. How many screens? Um, eight screens. You're Ooh. number five. Uh, here we go. Who were the top, next? middle, or bottom? Top, middle, middle or bottom. Yeah, good Sorry. Middle. Question. Ooh. Why are they all questions? <laughs> questions? Well, there's not too many hotspots kicking around today. I want an arrow. Who won the 2015 Snooker World Championship? 2015. 2015. Not even last year. 2015 Snooker World Championship. That is tough. Is it Mark Selby. It's not. It's Stuart Bingham. Oh, that guy. Oh, that guy. You're both on screen number Ooh, six. Tense. Two, three, four, five, six. You, didn't do the, you didn't do the noise when I got it wrong. It's probably for the best, <laughs> oh, actually. Yeah, so best. Don't yeah, want to start crying again. Top, middle, or bottom? I'll go middle. Middle. It's a question. It's a question. He needed that. Yeah. Who released an autobiography entitled Second Innings, My Sporting Life? Second Innings? Who released an autobiography entitled Second Innings, My Sporting Life? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a bit of a, a bit of a clue here. What? If which you, if you say it's a cricketer, which not. English critic cricketer? Okay. Critic. Yeah. Um, I will go for I don't know boycott. Oh, it was Freddie Flintoff. You're gonna stay on screen number six. Tim, you're on screen number six. Top. Top middle bottom. Top. Woo! 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 <laughs> What's that? that a hot spot. That was a hot spot. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very camp hot spot. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was a carry-on hotspot. It's a carry-on hotspot. Back to Mr. Matt Wilson. I don't really know whether this is working or not, but I'm enjoying it. I think it's quite good. Um, still number screen number six, top, middle, or bottom? Bottom. Bottom. Oh, it's an arrow! Boom! Oh. Through to number seven, top, middle, or bottom? I can taste victory. Oh, top. Oh, woo, woo, woo! Nice! So hot spot goes over to Tim at number six. Tim, top, middle, or bottom? Bottom. Bottom is a question. Ooh. Which country held the first Grand Prix of the Formula One season this year? Ooh. Ooh. This year or last year? Oh, it's irrelevant for me. Oh, no, they normally start in Australia, don't they? Correct, yeah. it was Australia! <laughs> From nowhere! Very, very good. Moves on to number seven. Number seven, top, middle, or bottom? Top, we'll go to top. Top. It's a question. Ooh, Ooh it's a question. Which boxer Ugh. was nicknamed the Pugilist Specialist? Excuse me? <laughs> Which boxer was nicknamed the Pugilist I've literally specialist? no idea. It's not Frank Bruno. Um, I don't know many more boxers. No, uh, no, I don't know. I have to pass. Literally don't know. It was Lennox Lewis. Shut up. Lennox Lewis. Going to, to Matt on screen number seven. Top, middle or bottom? Top. Oh, woo, woo. Oh, is, that what, is that what I said last time? Oh, oh come on, oh, Wilson, Wilson, no, Wilson. So they get reset, you hit the top. So, top, middle, or bottom? Middle. Middle, it's a question. Ooh. Not that one. Stanley Cup. Okay. He's run out of questions. One second. Okay, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Okay, Tim. Yes. Which US city has a baseball team nicknamed oh. the Angels? Of Anaheim. The Angels. The Angels of Anaheim. Which baseball team? Atlanta? It? No, it's Los Angeles. No, 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 no idea. Matt Wilson, top, middle, or bottom? Bottom? It's a question. Ooh. It's a question. Which batsman holds the record cricket score of 400 not out, which he achieved? Brian Lara. Correct. He's on the last screen, ladies and gentlemen. Could Tim Spears be defeated for only the second time? Joe Massey would have got that one. Yes. The, the only cricketer he knows <laughs> from the West Indies. <laughs> Top, middle, or bottom? Bottom. Oh, woo, woo! Oh, oh Wilson. The only one Wilson. as well, the only one. Screen number seven, Tim Spears, top, top middle, top, or bottom? Top, top, top is top, a question. Top, top, Which sports ball had its official <laughs> diameter increased by two millimetres? American football. No, it was table tennis. No. Oh. That's a tough question. <laughs> For the win, <laughs> top, middle, balls. or bottom? Matt Wilson. Middle. It's a question. Ooh. It's a question for the win. The question for the win is, which two teams have won the FA Cup five times each between the years 2000 and 2015? Which two teams? Chelsea. Is one of them. For the win, one more team has won the FA oh. Cup five times. I prefer this to a sports ball diameter question. <laughs> Five, you didn't let me finish. Oh, no. Um, the, one more team and you've got the win over Tim Spears. Arsenal. Is the right answer. Well done. Congratulations, Matt Wilson. Thank you very much. It's probably for the best that that's, Strike over, it that that's over. It was, it was. <laughs> probably for the best. Thank you very much. You enjoyed that. We're going to finish with predictions. We're going to go to Mr. Matt Wilson first. Walsall against Sheffield United. Watch the score this weekend. League One. Warsaw uh, already beaten Sheffield United twice this year, away and in the cup. Can they do the treble? Yeah, why not? Are they at home? They're at home. They're at the home. Bankses. 
2-1 Warsaw. I'm going to go 1-2. We're Sheffield United get their revenge. Uh, Warsaw beat Bolton 1-0 when a similar kind of game at the start of the season. So Very I think, good. think they'll do that again. 1-0. Yeah. Clean sheet. Very nice. Enjoyed it. Liked it. Spurs against West Brom. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go Spurs 3, West Brom 0. A disappointing game for Albion. I think that Spurs dead at least ridiculous at the Ooh. moment. Oh, I need to finish this podcast. No, I agree. Um, him, yeah, him, him and Harry Kane gonna be gonna be too much. Yeah. for Albion. So three one. Three one. I think it'll be a bit Matt. bit closer than that. I'll go for one nil. One nil. Have you been to Spurs press wise? I have. Yeah. Nice spread. Nice press spread. It's very very small press room. Is it? Because it's quite an old ground. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. all cramped in there. It'd be nice when it gets redeveloped though. Last time you go there, wasn't it? Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Last time you go there. Yeah. Yeah. You beat Wembley then, will you, for a year? Or is it yep. Just... I believe so. Yeah. Oh, that's not the worst, is it? No. Okay, last one. Well, I'll, we'll, I'll be there three times before the end of the season. Oh, yeah, so. of course. Well, no, twice. Check your trade's gone now. So, FA Cup semi final, player final. Oh, very like nice. That. Like it, like Come it, on. like it. And last one, check a trade. Checkertrade.com. Um, Wolves against Aston Villa. Massive derby. Check, Here we go. In We're the check a trade trophy. No, no, no. Uh, we got me into the check a trade mood there. Um, we'll go with Matt Wilson first. Wolves against Aston Villa. Where do you see it? Uh, I think it'll be plenty of goals. Oh, ding dong derby 2-2 two, 2-2 two. Two, two. I'm going to say Wolves 2 Aston Villa 1 Helder Costa and finally John Daddy Bodvarsson oh oh Christ I wish people could see that that's such a scary image uh, I would say I think Wolves are going to win yeah I think they're they're full of confidence great form 2-0 two, 2-0 nil. Two, nil. gentlemen it's been emotional it's been emotional. It's been emotional. I've cried quite a bit. If I, I can't wait to listen to this back. I can, to, to, I can to, wait to listen to this. To back. that noise you made for that wrong answer. I, sorry if we were a bit quiet there, listeners. But I was literally crying for about one minute. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, guys, it's great to have Matt Wilson back as well. Um, hopefully, you'll come back on very, very soon over the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sure we'll be speaking about uh, Well, deadline. yeah, we'll have to talk about that, <laughs> says, says Wilson. Well, I've but, got yeah. a holiday booked for a couple of weeks time. And we've got deadline day, plenty of transfers and stuff like that. Hope we all get a win this weekend. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Take care. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.